Welcome back into the Tide Talk Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Stacy Blackwood here with Jake Thomas. Jake, what's up, man? Man, doing great. I mean, we're less than a week from you know from football. Actually, less than two weeks, but yeah, we're right here at football season, man. I'm excited. It's, yeah, uh, me too. It's I'm uh, pumped up. It is so close. Uh, and actually, mm-hmm. this this Saturday, there's kind of a, a game of interest for us SEC fans because Hawaii is playing UCLA, and of course. UCLA's second game of the year is going to be against LSU. So uh, week zero, that, yeah. So that's that's something to watch out for as people start uh, piling in here on the live show. Do want to do take care of a couple things real quick. Make sure you head on over to BetOnline.ag if you're into sports betting. BetOnline is where you need to go to win money today. Uh, whether it's live bets during the games or futures. For who you think will win the championship, BetOnline has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to BetOnline.ag and start playing today. All right, Jake, now that we've done that, one other thing. Make sure you're subscribed. Uh, whether that's on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, make sure you hit that subscribe button. We certainly appreciate that. We got the live show on tonight, so jump in the comments, jump in the live chat, hit us with your questions, your comments, and we will be there to discuss those and answer those. So, Jake, let's just kind of start out. The alliance yesterday was announced uh, between the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the ACC. And all it was is like a gentleman's handshake. It really is a big joke. And, And all it was is a PR stunt for those other conferences to kind of combat the great PR that the SEC had by adding Oklahoma and Texas. So just your initial thoughts of, of the Alliance as Dwight Schrute would say. Yeah. Alliance. That's, that's correct. It's like you said, it's a joke. I mean, pretty much like you said, they come to, you know, agree to terms, shook hands with each other and said, Oh, we agree to play against all, you know, all of us play against each other. In the future, pretty much. Wow. Well, well what's the yeah, bad about that? It's a scheduling I mean, alliance, is all it is. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and, and a problem stupid. with it is the fact that teams like uh, Alabama and Ohio State have future games scheduled against each other, and th- those are in, in contract. Right. So if Ohio State wanted to pull out of that, which they're not going to, they would have to pay yeah. Alabama a great sum of money. So I don't. I mean, I I don't understand it. It's a it just shows the incompetence of the other commissioners uh, of the conferences. You know, Greg Sankey is, <clears throat> excuse me, just just a cut above the rest. I mean, it's just a. I guess we're fortunate to have him, but we we're, we're the best conference. So you know, the best conference is going to have the best commissioner and the best right. head coaches, and so uh, it should come to no surprise. I mean, and and it all kind of goes back to the way the COVID situation was handled last season. All the other athletic directors just, you know, they jumped ship. They said, "Oh no, we're not having a season." Right. Greg Sankey's like, "No, we're gonna we're gonna play it close to the vest. We're gonna, you know, take it one day at a time, see what happens." And you know, what do you know? The SEC led the way, and you know, making a college football season possible last year. So, uh, Greg Sankey has done an unbelievable unbelievable job, and those other commissioners are just, I mean, they're they're way in over their heads when it comes to leading a conference. Yeah, and I mean, just look at the Ohio State situation last year. Big Ten, you know, commissioner and and all their 
whole ordeal was you had to play six games, you know, to get in the conference game. Well, Ohio State only played five up to that point because yeah. they've been out so out so so they was like, oh, we got to change the rules so they can get in. Yeah. You know, we Greg Sankey and the SEC set rules and we went abide by it, and we had a football ten games of SEC play. <laughs> While some conferences played six, right? I mean, or eight. I mean, that's that's incredible what what they did and how they handled it. It was amazing. So yeah, Greg Sankey needs to get a lot of credit, uh, even including this year. You know, he said, "No, we're going to play this year as well." We got this new variant going around. Uh, there's been a lot of new development come out today, especially LSU about your. You know, they're going to have you got to have a vaccine to get in to to watch. Uh, watch their games. I believe that's yeah. It's either right. you either have to have a the, you have to either be fully vaccinated, mm-hmm. or you have to have a, a was it a PCR test from like seventy two yeah, yeah seventy two hours the last seventy two hours to, yeah. to be admitted into the game. So, so uh, and I expect a, some other teams to follow suit. Right. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see how all that plays out. Uh, uh, one part of the alliance that that cracked me up. Is like I mentioned, it's, it's the ACC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12. And in their statement, that they had, well, you know, we are, we still think a lot of the Big Twelve. Well, then why are they not included? <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, I don't. I, it, it's uh, well, it's not really I, the Big Twelve now. It's like what the Big Eight, Big Ten. Right? I mean, they, yeah, they're they're going to be they're they're two they're two breadwinners are, are fisting to be gone, and so. I'm not sure what to make of that conference. So uh, the the alliance is really just a big joke. I mean, it's it, it was a PR stunt that failed miserably. It, yeah. Well, the way the SEC handled it, bringing in Oklahoma and Texas, was worlds better than how they handled this crap yesterday. <laughs> yeah. It, it was awful PR. Hey, let, let, me, let me ask you this question, kind of looking at, of course, now, like I said, Texas and Oklahoma will be joining the SEC. And then you look at uh you know this this alliance between the ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12. Uh, is there a team out of the alliance that you would like to trade for one of the teams that's going to be in the SEC? That that's joining the SEC. Yeah, that's that's either in the SEC right now or will be joining the SEC. Uh, I would I would trade somebody for Auburn any day. <laughs> or or okay. well. I mean, no, not really. Hey, no, no, no joke. Think think about this. Uh, what about Tennessee? Trade Tennessee because I want to keep Vanderbilt because of, uh, they, they help. Right. They help in other areas. Yeah. Uh, but like Tennessee, and plus everybody needs a good somebody to beat up on once a year. So <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna but, be like uh, that for a while. Yeah. But but Tennessee for somebody like uh, Florida State or. North Carolina or a team like that, that would be that, that would kind of just, that was just kind of something that popped in my head. You know what you thought about that. Uh, if you're watching right now, uh, jump in the chat. We'll answer any questions or comments regarding the Alliance or fall camp or just whatever sports in general. Uh, just want to get, get out this week uh, before the week is over. This week is flying by. So uh, just wanted to get out and, and talk with everybody. Uh, Jake, uh, what's what's been going on with you this week? Before we kind of dive into our next subject, uh, how's work been going? What you been up to? And uh, you know, what are you looking forward to most about this football season? <laughs> uh, work's been going good. Uh, had a really 
not not too stressful week. It's been it's been good. Um, you know, we uh, we did best of the uh, West last night. Uh, me, Kevin, Kevin was back, uh, my co-host. I kind of did hosting duties because uh, he's still not one hundred percent well, and uh, so you know that was that was a little little different for me because I'm I'm usually the second one to talk instead of the first one, so kind of jump it off and and start. It was it was good though, but um, I'm just ready to see the team back in action. You know, there's a lot of hype. I would I guess you can assume for the team because I mean. They've got it. They're going to have to bring their their A game because the for the, the team last year went undefeated in an SCC all schedule, you know, and I mean those guys were elite guys, and and the, these next group of guys are want want to be in that status. So it's time for Bryce Young, which I believe he's going to be a stud. That there's no doubt. Uh, Brian Robinson, guys, Jason McClellan, it's got times for guys like that to step up. Be leaders and and uh, offensively, I, like I said, maybe a, a two or three games may take a while to get us going. But defensively, barring any kind of injuries, this may be the best defense Saban's ever had potentially. I think. And like I said last, night, I don't know if you watched the show, but I'm I'm now in the understanding. Yet, yes, we're never going to see defenses dominate like only give up seven eight nine runs or nine runs a game you know points. That, that your points what i'm thinking about baseball i got the brace in my mind because i got swept by the yankees but anyway <laughs> that's another topic but anyway um but yeah not, not you know seven eight nine points a game um but if this team can can only give up maybe 16 17 in that range this year they're going undefeated and they're going to win the national championship. You know, right, that's just how right. I, that's just how I feel about it. So I, I know we're never going to see the dominating defense, but there's but in this new age of football, this can be a dominating defense. Yeah, I mean, this defense is has all tools and all the pieces necessary to to be a dominant defense. They have the guys up front. They uh they they have the guys on the second level and then the back end of the defense you know returns four of the five starters so uh, just a tremendous tremendous amount of talent that is returning to Tuscaloosa so I'm with you Jake I'm excited about the the prospects of this defense and you know we talked about it a lot this summer and uh, it feels like this summer has lasted forever uh, yeah. but here we are ten days away. From uh from from Alabama kicking things off against Miami, so uh, super excited about that. Uh, and and this team has a has an opportunity to be be a really good football team. So yeah. we're looking forward to that. Uh, and I'm uh, I'm glad you brought up. You go go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just going to say real quick. Um, uh, one other thing, and it's this is an, a former alumni from Alabama, but in my mind, Matt Jones ought to be starting Week One the NFL. Oh man, I mean, have you seen what he is doing? Right now, in practices and in scrimmages and games and stuff, yeah, he, he. I thought I was told on on a certain app named Twitter by by sports analysts that he was not going to be good. <laughs> okay, well, a lot a lot of people yeah. on Twitter have been wrong before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but, but yeah, uh, yeah. Mac has been Mac has been lighting it up, and today. Uh, uh, at, at a oh. joint practice between the Giants and, and the Patriots, they had a couple different drills. They did some eleven on eleven. They did some seven on seven. But overall, for the day, Mac was thirty five of forty. 
<laughs> that's incredible. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's that is so ridiculous. Amazing. So I think right now Mac has a great opportunity to to take over that starting quarterback job uh, there in New England. So in that first game of the year, it could be yes. Tua and the Dolphins against that's Mac and the Patriots. That that's is what just, I was going to say. So, so Alabama went from not having any starting quarterbacks in the NFL to to having two facing off in the first game of the season. So, mm-hmm. uh, just just crazy the, the amount of talent that Alabama has poured into the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. And don't forget about Jalen Hurts, who's right. you know, probably going right. to be the guy. And and it was so fun because you know you hear from Oklahoma fans that we're not allowed to claim him anymore since you know he went to Oklahoma. He he transferred out, but he was wearing an Alabama shirt. You yeah. know, at the press conference the other day, love it. I love Jalen, still do. Yeah, and he yeah. and he talked about you know the four, fourth quarter, you know what that meant at Alabama and the commitment to mm-hmm. excellence and all that, and you know that that stuck with Jalen, and I think that's kind of who Jalen is. You know, he was a coach's son. His dad was his high school coach. So, her mm-hmm. uh, Jalen Hurts is just he's he's just made to be a, a saving bot as, as so many people say. So That's right. yeah, I'm excited to see how, how he can perform uh, mm-hmm. this fall as well for the, for the Eagles. Of course, he's got Devonte Smith there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Landon Dickerson maybe can, can be there as well with him if he's not hurt still. So yep. uh, a lot to look forward to on the NFL front. Yeah. Tua has got, got Waddle, but I mean, now it's so hard for me to keep up with, with Alabama guys. There's so many in the NFL. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, didn't 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 a stat come out a few weeks ago? Might have been a month now that Alabama, as many alumni as they have in, in the NFL, they could start their own NFL team. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I think <laughs> I think including, uh, you know, all the you know, of course, there's a lot of roster spots at the start of training camp, like eighty something, like eighty three, I think, or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and I want to say across the what is it, 32 teams? Is that how many it is? I think so, yeah, 31, 32. Uh, there was like 80-something players on from Alabama <laughs> on NFL rosters. So, of That's course, crazy. I think by the time the season starts, it'll be closer to about 50 or so, mm-hmm. uh, but still ridiculous amount. So, uh, right. if you're watching right now, uh, jump in the chat. Let us know your thoughts on uh, the Alliance, uh, just football in general, whatever you want to talk about. We're here to talk about it. So, mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we're not going to go – too too long tonight we'll we'll go for another 15 or 20 minutes if if, if necessary uh but we do appreciate all the support uh the last few videos have done really well so we, we we greatly appreciate appreciate that and not only are the youtube videos doing well but we're getting great numbers on our on the podcast pat excuse me the podcast platform as well so uh we we greatly greatly appreciate that so absolutely uh jake let's talk a little bit about fall camp yeah, uh, they had the second scrimmage last weekend. Uh, afterwards, I don't want to talk so much about the scrimmage because you know we wasn't there to see it. We can get reports all we want, but you know, unless I see it with my own two eyes, I you know I'm a little skeptical of reports. So, right. um, but uh, Nick Saban was asked again about Jaleel Billingsley. Yeah, and you know he he come out with this now a famous saying. You know this is not a democracy. Mm-hmm. that you don't get to do what you want to do. You have to do what the team, what is best for the team. So just what are your thoughts on the current situation with Jaleel Billingsley? I hate it. You know, I, I hope that he gets everything straightened out because he is, he is going to be, he's going to be great, you know, in that system, especially with uh, Bill O'Brien coming in and, and right. how he uh, utilizes tight ends uh, but like I've I've said and you've said uh, before, 
you can also use him in the slot. So, I mean, he, he's had not having him on the field. If he, if he gets to that point for a few games that we, we don't see him at all, it's, it's not going to be, it's, it's going to hurt offensively a little bit because you can spread him around and find a certain mismatch and get him over. Cause I mean, for, for a guy his size, he's actually got a, a little bit of speed. You oh know? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you get him lined up on a linebacker, linebacker ain't going to be able to keep up with him. So, uh, I, I hate it for him. I hope he gets his mind right and um, and gets it all worked out. But tight end wise, we still got got some greats. I mean, Latou's looking really good, and uh, and the, what was the the, the freshman? Uh, yeah, the, Robbie Oots. Yeah, he's looked really good. So, I mean, we're gonna be okay. But but Billingsley, uh, just get you get your head in the game. I mean, it's I, I just hate when these players think it's about it's about them and not the team. You know, so. We just gotta get that mentality back to to team mentality instead of me mentality. Right. Well, you know, and and my thoughts on it are it's it's so hard to talk on these situations because right. we don't know the whole story. You know, we don't know what exactly it is that Billingsley has done that is, mm-hmm. you know, the coaching staff and, and Nick Saban, you know, did not approve of. So we don't know that part. But I can tell you one thing. If Nick Saban doesn't approve of it, then we probably wouldn't approve of it as a fan base either. Exactly. And I'm not here to dog on the guy. Mm-hmm. But this is a player who's entering his third year on campus. Mm-hmm. He was fisting to be one of the star players on the big-time program in college football. Mm-hmm. It it shouldn't be that hard to do the things that you're supposed to do to, to ensure your spot on the team and in the starting lineup. Jaleel Billingsley is as talented as a tight end as there is in college football. Absolutely. Uh, if 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 he had a season on par with what you know a lot of people were projecting, uh, he could have ended up in the first round of the NFL draft. And if he doesn't get this situation handled, uh, teams are not going to take him that high. He's he's potentially right. costing himself millions of dollars. Like I said, I don't know what he's done. He's been at practice this week. So maybe maybe things are are you know looking up. Maybe he's still working on the things that he needs to work on to to get back you know in the good graces of the coaches staff. So uh, whatever that situation is, for his sake, for his own personal sake, regardless of how it affects the team, for his personal sake, I hope he gets I hope he gets it straightened out so he doesn't cost himself millions of dollars in the future. Now on the team side, because it's 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 to me you can look at it you know in two different two different lines of sight. You look at it from Jaleel Billingsley's point of view, which what I just laid out, he needs to, he needs to get his act together so he doesn't cost himself a lot of money. Right. But on, but then on the team side, look, and this is not taking away anything from Jaleel Billingsley. We all know how talented he is. But Jake, Alabama's won championships without Jaleel Billingsley. And oh, they're yeah. going to win. Cha- they're going to win more championships without Jaleel Billingsley. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's not going to affect this team you know, whether or not they win a championship or not. That's not going to have any effect on it. What what will have an effect on the team is how it affects the team psychologically. Mm -hmm. And from all all indications, the the rest of the team is doing the things they're supposed to be doing. So uh, I don't don't think it's as big a deal as what uh, some people may make it out to be. And I'm just going to be honest with you, I still got a good feeling that once September 4th rolls around, 
Jaleel Billingsley is going to be doing what he's supposed to be doing, and we're going to see him on the field against Miami. So that's just my gut feeling. I haven't been told that by anybody in the know. That's just my gut feeling. I feel like he's a good kid from a good background and that he's eventually going to get things going in the right direction. Absolutely. Uh, I 100% agree. I mean, he, like you said, he he's too too good to be, be off the field and be having these struggles because, like you said, he if he has the type of numbers that they're projecting him to to have this year, he's he was will be a first rounder. For right. Sure. Well, I mean, this this is so. a contract year, and and you know, for lack of a better term, for Jaleel Billingsley. Right. What I mean is he's draft eligible eligible next next year. Mm-hmm. So in, in a contract year, what do guys do in the NFL? Yeah. Right, they they try their yeah. best to perform at the yeah. maximum level, so they get themselves a bigger contract as they can get. Right, I mean that this is the same boat for Jaleel Billingsley. So he he needs he needs to make sure he gets it together. I hope he does. I think he will. Uh, but you know, if he don't, he don't. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it, it's 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 hurting him a lot more than it's hurting Alabama. Absolutely. Yep. And I don't mean that in a negative way toward Billingsley whatsoever. No. Because like we said, I don't know the situation. I don't know what he's done or what he's not been doing. So uh, we'll just kind of leave that part at that. But uh, I'm still excited about this team. Cameron Latou has been the talk of of spring. Mm -hmm. He's carried that over in the fall camp. We've talked about that a lot. So uh, I'm not too concerned at the tight end position. Yeah, me either. And like you said, I mean, it'd be great to have Billingsley. Oh yeah, no doubt. But like you said, uh, Robbie has stepped up and looked really good uh, this uh, this camp. So uh, you know, we're you know, it seems like we've gotten you know some depth at, at tight end for first time in a while. I mean, Major Tennyson and uh, and um, who was there last year? Boss's name. Miller Forstall. Yeah, Miller. I mean, they were they were good, but outside of that, it just seems like we never had any, you know, really deep. We always had Irv and nobody else behind him, really. So, you know, we've got we got three guys that could play, you know, tight end this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm maybe hoping, four. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm hoping that that Billingsley gets it straightened out because a tight end duo oh. of of Jaleel Billingsley and Cameron Latou mismatch. I mean, yeah, that's you're talking about two guys that are, are mismatched nightmares. I mean, Billingsley's six four, uh, you know, two hundred thirty, two hundred and forty pounds, and you know, Latou is six four, six five, about two fifty. Both can run, both can catch. So uh it's uh I hope they can get it straightened out. All right, got a first question here from John Beverly. John, appreciate you jumping in the chat. Why do you think Walter Nolan doesn't have album in his top three after speaking so highly of Saban? Well, uh, recruiting is such a weird thing. Uh, Nolan is a guy who's – and I, tr- I don't want to talk about these kids because they're still kids. Walter Nolan right. is still a young guy, so I don't want to come off as a, as a negative person towards this young guy, but he's – he is in. I'll say this: He's enjoying the recruiting process. He's taking advantage of of, of being in the spotlight. So, uh, I'll be honest with you: I'm not sure that's even really his top three. That's just that's just my opinion. Uh, but his recruiting process has been wild, and it's it's really hard to go much more in depth than that. Mm-hmm. And without without, without and- being too negative towards a young man. Yeah, and I was going to say, John, uh, you reached out to us uh, last night 
and ask if oh, yeah. there's any kind of fantasy stuff. I mean, I, 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 I dabble in it. I'm not really good at fantasy. Uh, but I do want to make a point that I made last night on uh, Best of the West that right now, as it says, now this is betting. This ain't this ain't fantasy. This is the betting lines. Alabama's at not not ten and a half. Whoa! I'm taking the over. I think Alabama's going by thirty. Man, thirty. I think. I mean, I that I may be a homer and I may be <laughs> be selling this team way too high, but I I don't see how Miami's going to score against Alabama. I mean, yeah. on that defense, that defense is stout. All right, and, so so Jake know. is Jake is saying Bama by thirty against Miami. If you're listening and watching right now, jump in the comments. Tell us uh, if Jake is crazy or not. I think I know the answer <laughs> yeah, to that. Yeah. Well, I, well, yeah. Okay. Let's let's just ask this way: Is Jake crazy to think that Alabama beats Miami <laughs> by thirty or more? Forty-two ten. There you go. Forty-two ten. Man. Yeah. Um, wow. Here's one for you, and uh, I know we don't get in the betting stuff, but but this one kind kind of surprised. Hey, it's me. not because we're not interested; it's because we're just too dumb to understand it. <laughs> I know. That's yeah. just the truth. Exactly. Same way with fantasy, but <laughs> Auburn is a thirty-seven point favorite over Akron. Man, that seems like a lot. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what Akron returns. I'm not going to pretend like I well, know the uh, roster up and down, but <laughs> but. Uh, Auburn's had kind of a, a rough camp so far. You know, Harson's been out. Derek Mason's been out. I mean, mm-hmm. and this is their first year there. So, uh, 37 and a half seems a little high. I mean, I think they'll win by 30, but – Yeah, I think or, it's you know, just – Maybe four, four touchdowns or so, but – Yeah. That's you know, like I said, Yeah, like I said, I don't know much about Akron. Akron may be the worst team in college football. Uh, they average outside of the Bowling Green and their Kent State games last year, where they scored like forty or fifty points. They only average fourteen points a game. So, good lord, they're terrible. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know, but I think, I think thirty-seven is just a little high. So that's, that's pretty high. That's pretty. Yeah, high. I think, I think it may be thirty, like you said. So I may take the under on that one if I was a betting person. All right, let's, let's see. <laughs> COVID nineteen has already been there. Maybe Harbin will too. <laughs> yeah, the uh, will too. Mm-hmm. Look, we don't get political on here, but but the way Harson has handled this whole COVID thing, mm-hmm. uh, it hasn't been a good look for him. Uh, so, and I'm just going to leave it at that. It has not been a good look for Brian Harson. <laughs> right. But uh, let's let's do let's let's just do something here, Jake. We've been talking some over and unders. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't let's just let's look at some SEC teams. Uh Missouri over and under seven and a half wins. Well, if you know, if I'm still going with my gut and saying Kentucky's gonna gonna finish second, then that means that they're gonna have to win at least eight. So I mean Seven for Missouri, possibly with the loss to Kentucky, but but I mean, in all honesty, they're still and they could win nine, I think. So, but but just just because I got that I got that bull prediction out right now that Kentucky's gonna gonna finish second in the East, uh, I think the I think I'm gonna say I'm gonna say seven, so under if, if it's seven and a half. All right, I'm fisting to uh, 
<clears throat> I'm trying to pull up some some week zero odds. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me. Um, real quick. So uh, just kind I was of going. With, all right. I, I was <laughs> going to say. Oh yeah, go ahead. I was going to say you uh, UCLA and Hawaii really intrigues me. I think that's going to be a really good match. I don't know what the line is on it, but all right. Well, hey, we'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. First, the first game, Nebraska at Illinois. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, so right now, Nebraska is a six and a half point favorite. The over and under is at fifty four and a half. True. That's the over under seems a little high. I don't think. You know, I don't think Nebraska can score that many. I know Illinois might, but together, I don't think Nebraska. Nebraska's favored by six and a half on the road at Illinois. I I think Nebraska's got too much, too many question marks. I think Illinois beats them. You think Illinois? Oh, you you're going to take Illinois to win? Okay, mm-hmm. okay. See, I'm yeah. I'm almost in the opposite direction. I, I know Nebraska has a lot of problems right now they're under some investigation uh and and scott frost has his back against the wall but i think that's going to make them play with a little bit of an edge i think they win the game by 10 plus and they cover that six and a half but, but i'm but gonna 54 and oh, i'm taking the i'm taking the under on the on the 54 on that and uh, yeah. if you're if you're listening right now we haven't forgot about alabama we're just we're just plugging away on some week zero uh odds uh, you jump in the comment section. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, the second game of week zero is UConn at Fresno State. Fresno State is favored by 27 and a half. The over and under is 62 and a half. I take the under on the score, but I think Fresno, I think, I think they reached that. UConn is trash. Uh, I'm going to take uh, – I'm going to – I uh, see. I disagree with you again. I'm going to take the over on the points, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say that UConn uh, covers that. That it's going to they're going to they're going to lose the game, no doubt. But it's going to be less than 27 and a half. I'm going to say that they lose by, you know, maybe three scores. Okay. All right. So keeping things going here now. Now to, to the game that that we're most looking forward to: Hawaii at UCLA. Uh, right now. UCLA is a 17 and a half point favorite. Wow. Uh, the over and under is set at 68 and a half. Mm, Hawaii's got a high powered offense. I'm taking the over on that score. I think it's going to be in the maybe I 70s agree. or 80s. Um, but 17 and a half, oh, uh, the line on that right now. Yeah. You said 17. I think it's going to be close to that, so I'm going to take. I'm going to take. You know, I agree with you. I agree. With you. Yeah. I think Hawaii covers the spread. Yeah, and I think the over and under is actually. It's really. It's a push on that to me. It's really close. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say I'm going to say that. Uh, that uh, it's actually a really close game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that UCLA wins 41 to around 30. So that puts the the, the total of, of at seventy or seventy one. So yeah, I, I'm taking the over on that sixty eight and a half. Yeah, that I mean, this is an intriguing matchup to me because you know it seems like this year, um, this is the year UCLA makes the next step. But Hawaii, I know they've always seems like they finish like four and eight, five and seven, six and six, something like that. But they play hard, and you know they put up big time numbers. So. 
you know, I, I'm I, I know it's going to be a high score and going scoring game, but I think you know I do think overall UCLA wins, but I think Hawaii is going to give them fits. All right, hey, last one. Golly, this this looks like this would be. I, I'd rather watch high school game than this game. Southern Utah at San Jose State. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. San Jose State is a 21-and-a-half-point favorite, and the over and under is 55-and-a-half. I'm taking San Jose State, and I'm mm-hmm. taking the over on the 55-and-a-half. <laughs> yeah. uh, San Jose State is going to get 55 by themselves. Oh, absolutely. I don't, <laughs> I don't – I can't comment too much. I don't know what any team – either team's got, but I remember San Jose State – I think just a few short years ago, they made they made a little push in the top twenty five. So San Jose State, I think last year yeah. had a really yeah, good team. If I I'm not mistaken, so. yeah. So yeah, I think San Jose State is by far going to going to kill Southwest. Utah All right, people. If, if you're just joining the show, we kind of got off subject a little bit here. We started talking about some over and unders and some spreads we do that. <laughs> for, for the week zero matchups. Uh, uh, but if you got any questions or comments, jump in the chat right now, and uh, we'll be glad to answer those. Uh, Jake, just a couple more things before we head out tonight. Mm-hmm. We've been going for a little over 30 minutes. Uh, Jace McClellan, he's a guy that, that you've loved uh, you know, since last year. Uh, you have a, a rare affection for freshman running backs. <laughs> Two years ago, it was Trey Sanders, and last year it was Jace McClellan. You must have a soft spot for, for them freshman backs. Just talk yeah. a little bit about, you know, what it is about Jace McClellan that you like so much. I mean, obviously, besides the the dude's talented. I right. Know, but uh, just kind of what, what, what kind of stands out to you? I mean, he's just got that it factor to me. I mean, he gets that ball and, and he's nose to the ground He's and he's gone. You know, I mean, what is the 80-yard touchdown run or 78-yard touchdown run he had against Arkansas? I mean, he he w- went through that line and, just, and was gone. I mean, and – I just love to see that. I, I I just have a soft spot, I guess, for freshmen in, in general because, you know, these are 18-year-old kids. And, I mean, the pressure's on them because, yeah, they, they're all over the country. But you're playing at Alabama, and you're starting as a freshman. So, I mean, you have a – you've got eyes on you galore from everybody because, uh, you know, they always said seven don't like starting freshmen. Well, yeah, he, well, it's that, obviously that's a does. myth. That's a right. myth. That Absolutely. is a myth. Okay, yeah. I, I want to do one quick little thing before we head out tonight. And this mm-hmm. has kind of been more of a college football talk because we're getting so close to season that I just want to talk about all of college football. Uh, and like I said, if you're watching right now, jump in the chat. You know, Let us know your thoughts and opinions. Uh, I want to talk about – we're going to go over the, this SEC schedule for week one. And I want you to tell me the team that is most likely to be upset. Uh, and I'm you can't include Georgia because that's that that would be an obvious choice. Even though I think Georgia Georgia wins, but uh, but excuse me, um, yeah, the bourbon over there. <laughs> yeah, it's, and and my, my I got a scratch in my throat as well. Uh, we're going to talk a little. Okay, I've got the schedule brought up. So let's look at some of these matchups, and I want you to tell me who, you, what SEC team you think has the, the greatest likelihood to, to be upset uh, week one. Thursday night, September 2nd, Tennessee host Bowling Green. Uh, 
I don't know what Bowler Green's got, but I mean, even though Tennessee is a dumpster fire right now, they should beat Bowling Green. I'm just scrolling through these. I don't really see one. Um, th- to me, the 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 best opportunity would be uh, UCLA, maybe upsetting LSU, but I I just can't see that happening. Uh, I mean. I don't know what Louisville's got, but that might be another one over Ole Miss. But Ole, yeah, Miss, Ole Miss has got a got a stout offense, but that defense is is lacking a little bit. So yeah, I don't I don't see any that really jump off screen that makes me scream. You know, upset alert. Uh, pretty pretty easy schedule for most of the SEC. I mean, the best the best games are. Georgia, Clemson, and Alabama, Miami. So, and I think I think both SEC teams win, and yep. I think both both of those teams actually cover as well. So, I think Clemson just has too many question marks up front on the offensive line, and Georgia's defensive line is so stout. Uh, so, uh, I just think Georgia is going to be too strong for them, and it's going to depend a little bit on how healthy Georgia is. They've got some injuries right now, but uh, we'll just kind of see how that looks. You know, once the game gets here, you know, that Saturday. Absolutely, but Alabama, I think, will roll. Uh, Georgia may may have a fit in the first half, but second half, I think they get it figured out. Um, I, in all honesty, if, if we, you know, we we still got another week, so we can do like an SEC review and a preview of the game next week, an SEC review next week. But overall, I think it's going to be Alabama and Georgia in the SEC championship games this year. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's probably going to be the consensus. Yeah. Um, I just – they're the two best teams, the two most talented teams. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I agree with you. Uh, looking at week two, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the game I'm looking forward to most, Texas and Arkansas. I know it. Yeah. Dude, I, that's, that's going to be a lot. Hey, and Pitt plays Tennessee. Ooh, that might be an upset. I, I I wonder who's going to be favored in that game. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. May have to get on betonline.ag to see, you know, in a couple of weeks. But, you know, Pitt, with just a few short years ago, they was in the ACC championship games against Clemson. So, I mean, they've got talent. Um, how, how do you see that Arkansas game going? The Arkansas-Texas te- uh, game? I think right now if I had to pick, I'd pick Arkansas. Yeah. Um I, I we did a SEC West preview last night uh, uh, on uh, Best of the West, and uh, I see Arkansas winning seven games this year. If they get past Texas, then they're pretty much on track to to win seven games. If they can maybe pull an upset from either like Ole Miss or A and M or something, they they might beat LSU. So. It seems like that Arkansas LSU game is always weird. Kind of like when we go to, you know, Jordan Hare. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, I'm I'm hoping that with Gus gone, some of that voodoo is, <laughs> yeah. is gone as well. Yeah, me too. Uh, I was trying to see if maybe somebody had the Pitt Tennessee game, you know, already kind of the spread set for all that, but I'm not seeing it yet. But might have to wait uh, next week. Yeah, probably have to wait another week or so for that. But uh, Jake, if you don't have anything else to add. Uh, like we said, we were kind of all over the place in this show, but we did want to get an episode out this week, and uh, we'll be back again next week to obviously preview the Alabama-Miami game. Uh, mm-hmm. We're just 10 days away now. We appreciate 
John, you jumping in the chat tonight. Uh, last call for anybody want to jump in the chat before we head out for the night. Uh, once again, this this episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Sign up today, receive that fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Uh, just uh, just excited about the season, man. It's just right around the corner, man. Oh, yeah. So sounds like a week from tomorrow night, Tennessee versus Bowling Green. That's right. So we're gonna have, you know, football with uh, pretty much seven days. So that's, pretty much seven days yeah. away. Yeah. So man, I'm, I'm excited. Bring it on. Bring right. it on. All right. Well, if you ain't got anything else to add, we're gonna head out now, Jake. I appreciate you jumping on with me, buddy. Always man, fun to yeah. talk some football with you. Uh, always fun to ramble with you about yeah. about any kind of nonsense. Anything. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys, we're going to head out now. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Until next time, roll tide. Roll tide.